This episode of ISM is brought to you by Basic Witch Lattes. In the spookiest time of year, if you're not getting your pumpkin spice cravings satisfied by Basic Witch Lattes, then you are missing out. So get off your broom and come on down to Basic Witch Lattes. Another week of nail biters, blowouts, and tools. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave. And I'm Josh. And this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. We have a great show tonight. We are going to rank our top five best NFL team names, break down the five best games with our one takeaway, but first, we have another loudmouth fool to talk about. Today is October 19th, 2021. Let's get irreverent. Well, Josh, uh, last week was John Gruden. This week, Aaron Rodgers can't keep his mouth shut. Um, as as if you haven't heard, uh, Aaron Rodgers, at the, while scoring a running touchdown against the Bears, um, yells up at the crowd and says, I I have owned you my whole effing life. Is is that exactly what he said? I think he said I've yeah, I've owned you my my whole effing life and I still own you. I still own you. I still own you. Um I I don't think my blood has ever boiled as strong as it did after that. Yeah, I mean Unfortunately, he's not entirely wrong, so I, I'm not going to say it's not, you know, worthwhile trash talking, but it is kind of a douche thing to do. Uh, oh, yeah. But, like, I'm not denying that he hasn't beaten the Bears yeah, 22 times out of 27. <laughs> yeah. OK, <laughs> that is true. That has happened. Um, what I'm saying is that it's a douchebag thing to say and it's a douchebag thing to do. Yeah, definitely on the field. It's really classless to do that, you know, to the fans and whatever. But, you know, honestly, hopefully we take we take him down next game. I hope we go into Green Bay and whoop him. But we're not we're not going to. But I hope we do. That'd be nice. But I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think we're as far off as as some might think, like from doing some like beating them one time. You know what I mean? I think I think we're playing um, with the best. We just haven't figured out how to beat the best. You know what I mean? Like well, we, we played well against a good Bengals team. We played well against a good Raiders team. We played well against the Packers until, well, Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, I think when you have a defense as good as ours, you mm. are pretty much always going to be in a position to win games. But well, and we, I mean, when we can run the ball too. Yeah, but that's not good. That's not going to get it done in the NFL, dude. This is in 1965. Like running the ball is nice, and yeah, we can squeak out. We can squeak out close games, but yeah, having a good running game, it's it's not going to mean much. Um, Did you see the Titans? Uh, well, that's not a running game. That's that's putting a uh, Greek god on the field and le- letting him run all over the place. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I saw him shoot lightning bolts at some point. <laughs> on Zeus Monday night. on the field. It, it's uh, he's uh he is definitely a great running back but yeah no for sure but going back to Aaron Rodgers you know before this year I, I never really liked him but I always respected him 
You know, after this year, I don't really respect him. I think he's really classless. I think he's classless with the team. I think he's classless, obviously, with with the Bears. He's just I think he's I think he's a classless fool. Yeah, he's definitely not one of the those players that you want your kids to look up to for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is, he's a very successful quarterback. So if that's how he wants to play it, that's, you know, that's a, that's on him. That's cool. That's an option. So. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope we're fired up when we go into Lambeau field later this year and I hope we smoke him, and I hope we hit him hard. I hope we hit him hard every single time. Anyway, um, <laughs> I really am angry about this, uh, as you can, as you can tell. But let's go ahead. Let's move on. Um, all right. Well, our list today, we're gonna rank our top five best NFL team names. All right, or our favorite NFL team names. And I'm gonna start it off with a team name that hasn't been around since 1928. Uh, the Bulldogs, the Canton Bulldogs, to be exact. Uh, but that's a, it's a classic name that hasn't been around in a long time, but the Bulldogs are my number five. I have the chargers. Always thought that was pretty good name. Yeah. You know what my wife calls them, right? What what is, what does she call? She calls them, uh, the rainbow lightning bolts. Oh, I know. She's yeah. She also calls, uh, the, the Jaguars, the cheetahs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she calls she calls the Cardinals the Cardinal looking team. <laughs> it's, it's, why, did, why, why didn't you just call them the Cardinals? <laughs> it was so funny. I was having to read me off the list of scores, and she and she was just had like the logo to look at, and so she was just making up these names. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was uh, when I was little. I, I thought the Saints logo was like a plant, and I, I just always thought that was so dumb. And then I realized well, when I got older that I was the one that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the worst part, though. She was reading off the Bears score, and she said, and the Cubs. I was like, son of a gun. Jeez. <laughs> That's baseball, man. <laughs> no, she's amazing. Um, but uh, my, my number four team, getting back on segment, um, is the Titans. They moved from Houston, where the Oilers, and moved to Tennessee and became the Titans. And I just think that's a better name than the Oilers. I don't know why, but like go back and looking at like the 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 Oilers like uniforms um, with like Earl Campbell running in them. Like oh, at yeah. the time, I like knew that they were ugly. Now I actually kind of like them. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I know. I know. I love those powder blues, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Uh, my number four is the Panthers. Um, not really sure why. Pretty, I don't know. I've always liked them. It's a solid logo. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of powder blues of uh, the Oilers, uh, I love the powder blues of the Chargers. Again, uh, or the rainbow lightning bolts. Um, but I, yeah, the Chargers are my number three. My number three is the Jets. Pretty that's solid non-animal name. Yeah, that's interesting. You don't, a lot of non-animal names aren't really that cool, you know? Like the, the Washington football team. Yeah, the, the Washington <laughs> football team. <laughs> well, I, I heard they're going to like change it to like the uh, the Washington Red Tails, you know, which the I Red think is Tails? pretty cool. What? The Red Tails? Yeah. Yeah. The um, I think it was the World War Two planes. Oh, 
okay. I was like really confused there for a moment. Right, uh, which actually sounds pretty cool. It actually I, does. I think I think it's I, I think the color scene would actually you know work with that kind of. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, you wouldn't have to change your color scheme at all. Um, my number two is the Raiders. Um, and I've never seen where a team name really like took up the per like it actually caused the personality of the team to change. <laughs> but if if I were to say, hey, what team is the Raiders? I think you could tell what team is the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> they're you the ones with the one. nasty the the nasty uh, demeanor and um, you know always breaking the rules and and always thinks everyone's out to get them. Uh, but the Raiders are my number two. My number two is the Rams, who's thought it was a very apt name. It sounds exactly like what they would be doing. Uh, they're just ramming each other every every play. All Pretty right. good name. Yeah. I like yeah. it. That's good. All right. Um, and I my number one um, is uh, the Bears. Um, because, I mean, you know, they chase you. They, they maul you. They steal your lunch. You know, gotta love the Bears. Yeah, my number one is the Bears as well. Uh, it's and it's because I'm a super fan, and I don't care what you think. So yeah, that's right. Sorry, um, not sorry. Yeah, not not really sorry about that one. So. <laughs> well, that was an easy list, but it was a fun list. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, moving on from there, let's go ahead and let's break down uh, the top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Chicago Bears. All right, and we're going to start with the team that we care about because this is our podcast. Um, Packers beat the Bears 24 to 14. Um, what is your number one takeaway from this game, Josh? So the main thing that I was really kind of down on all game is that, you know, Field is in his, uh, what is this, his fourth start or third start? Third start. Fourth start? No, it's his fourth start. Fourth start. And he honestly... W- didn't look any better for through the first three quarters of that game. Like he, it didn't look like he has made any strides over four games at all. And so I was kind of just sitting there like, man, we did it again. We, we did it again. We chose the wrong quarterback again. Mac Jones is playing great. And, and Justin Fields is, is, is not good. And then all of a sudden the fourth, the fourth quarter happened and he actually stood in the pocket strong and made a couple really, really good throws that really took a lot of NFL, you know, mm-hmm. readiness to make. Mm-hmm. So, um, so well, I, 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 I was feeling a lot better after kind of seeing just like, uh, I think it was that one drive to, to start the fourth quarter. He really kind of did a really good job on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He did really well, but I don't know if he hasn't had any improvement in the four games because well, I believe he did. He, he looked better in, I think he looked better each week until this week. This week, I thought he showed the least amount of improvement from the previous week. You know, I, I, it all looks a lot to say of the same to me. So, I mean, I guess we could split hairs and maybe, you know, he did a couple things better. But just in general, he didn't look like he was becoming more competent in the pocket mm-hmm. and, you know, reading the field. Um, well, but, one thing know, I, I definitely saw is he started to definitely get some chemistry with Komet and uh, Robinson. You know, like before it was, it was like the Mooney show only, you know, Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney. Um, but this week I thought he, he threw to Komet, he threw to Allen Robinson and actually looked like he had some fairly decent throws to Allen Robinson as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's all Justin Fields' fault, though. I, I think Allen Robinson has not been doing a good job this year um, separating uh, from the defense. You think so he's thinking I, about his contract? I don't know, um, but he definitely has the smallest um, uh, yardage separation than any other player in the NFL uh, when hmm. he's uh, throwing the ball. So Ooh. that that's not that's not all him, you know, that's, you know, obviously the quarterback too, but that's, that's, that's a lot of him, you know, that's his job. That's like his main job is to create separation. So yeah, I, 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 I don't know if field just wasn't targeting him because, you know, he basically hasn't been open. Um, well, except for the one time he was open way deep, um, wide open in the middle of the field. And, uh, and Justin just didn't see him. In fact, when they questioned him uh, during the press conference, he said, uh, that wasn't my next read. Hey, you know, that's, that's, that's a, he, I mean, it, he's a young player and if his job is to do that, then that's what he should do. But when he gets older, sorry, I don't like, he's not a child when he, right. as he progresses in the NFL, you know, I think that's something that, you know, he'll just instinctively have to learn to do is you know, read the defense and be like, oh, I have a route going right over here and then he's going to be wide open. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, I know I'm not supposed to throw deep on this play, but I have to because he's wide open. Exactly. Right. So I I think, I don't know if that's, you know, if that's Nagy's voice coming out of his mouth, you know, Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he just straight up was, you know, I'm just going to put the blinders on and do my reads the way that uh, I was taught to, you know, so, um. So I don't think that's all him, probably. But okay, okay. Well, moving on to the Cowboys Patriots game, the Cowboys won thirty-five to twenty-nine. Um, my my main takeaway from this game is the Patriots—they're closer than we think to being a contender. Yeah, I don't, no, I, I, I don't necessarily mean contending for the Super Bowl like right now, but con, but contending to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I actually my the line that I wrote down while I was watching the game. Uh, just says that the New England offense is closer to leveling up than I thought. Yeah, so, right. Like Mac you know, Jones, looking looking pretty solid. Um, uh, I thought Nelson Aguilar actually did not look good in that game, but Jacoby Myers looked good for the little bit that he got the ball. Damian Harris looked good. Um, um, Ram- Ram- I can't ever say his name. Ramondre. Ramondre. Stevenson. Yeah, Stevenson. Um, he looked good. Um, and the defense looks really good. I, I think the Patriots are closer. Now they played the Cowboys, who are probably top three in the NFL right now as a team. Um, so, I mean, it was going to be tough for them to come out of that game. But they, they had a lot of fight and a lot of moxie. Yeah, no, they uh, they definitely are better than we thought because the Cowboys defense is, you know, they're actually playing a little bit better now. They're playing, uh, well, actually a lot bit better. Um and to have your offense throw down the, the amount of points that they, they did to stay in that game is, I mean, that that's a rookie quarterback. He is, Mac Jones is easily the best rookie quarterback. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, other than Justin Herbert, he's probably the best young quarterback over the last two years, you know, taken in the last two years. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who else was taken last well, year. Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa. So you think he's better than Joe Burrow? I do. I think he's playing better than Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's. I think he sees okay. the field better. I think he's making better throws. Yeah, uh, I think he's playing just outstanding. I don't know if he has the ceiling that some of those guys have. 
No, yeah, they, yeah, not yeah, because I mean he's still he's in a sixth. He just played his sixth game, so. No, no. Uh, what I mean though, like, is I don't know if his career has the ceiling that the others have that you mentioned, uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields. Honestly, I think his ceiling is Tom Brady's ceiling. No, just looking at him play, I can like Tom Brady looked the same way. Like he was yeah, just I agree. This statue quarterback that just okay. dinked and dunked and dinked and dunked to success all yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, limiting. I mean, dude, he there's a reason how come like you know Brady has a three to one interception ratio because the biggest uh, uh, factor in success is not screwing up in the NFL. Right. Right. <laughs> so, not screwing up in accuracy. Yeah. Pretty much. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Moving on to uh, the Seahawks versus the Steelers. The Steelers squeak out a win 23 to 20 over uh, the Seahawks. Um, What was your, uh, what thing stuck out to you in that game? So, Geno Smith actually looked better than I thought he was going to. I mean, he wasn't good. That's not what I'm trying to say. But he definitely, like, was, like, not garbage. Like, he... He looked like he could be a confident game manager, you know, while Russell Wilson is out. And uh, that's surprising to see because he's, you know, last time we saw him, I think he was punching someone in the face out in New York. So, Or no, no, that's – he was the um, – it, it was still in New York. The New York Giants, I think, was the last game he started. Um, was. Before mm-hmm. last week. Um, but before that in New York, in New York when he uh, was drafted by the Jets, uh, that's the one thing I remember most about him is he – didn't he break somebody's jaw or something? Oh, I don't remember that at all. He got into a fight in like practice or something, and he broke some. Oh wow! Job. Wow, that's um, pretty ballsy for the quarterback to do that. Um, but yeah, that's the the main kind of takeaway here is uh, like the quarterback play was pretty horrible on both sides of the ball for most of the game. Yeah, so, well, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I thought Alex. I thought the two running backs on the other side of it, both running backs, I thought looked good. I thought uh, um, Najee looked really good. Uh, I don't think he has an offensive line. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, he was making things happen where there was nothing. Um, and then Alex Collins looked really, really solid. Um, in, like he did when he half, was with yeah. Baltimore. Which yeah, no. Yeah, it was in the second half that he did most of his damage. But yeah, no, he well, always Because they weren't running the ball the same way. It's true. You know, the moment that the second half started, they just ran the ball. Which, if they had done that from the beginning, they may have won that game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was like each team's to lose, and Geno Smith lost it for Seattle. So, yeah, I mean, that's the story of you know, good running game and bad passing. You know, low scoring, and then a fumble like decides it. You know, right? No, it's so, so true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Do you think the Steelers have a chance of making the playoffs? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, well, I mean, let's think who's in that division. It's the Ravens, Bengals, the Browns, Browns and the Bengals, and the Steelers. Yeah. Um, well, since there are three wild card teams, um, I think they're I think they're three and three. So I think Baltimore's five and one, um, and I think the Bengals is, are three and three or four and two. Yeah, Bengals uh, are four and two. So I, I I would say that just looking at like thinking about all the other teams, how many like dominant teams there are right now in the AFC, I think that they still have a pretty de- decent shot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I mean, really, like I mean, we're we're talking about the Bills that are really dominant, and the Ravens that are really dominant, and the Chargers that are really dominant. Uh, even though they're you know the Chargers are four and two, 
Um, Even though they got destroyed this week. I know. Holy cow. That was shocking. Man, you were you were you really like set Justin Herbert up for failure when you were saying how he could be the best quarterback of all time last week. I man. know, I really did. I, I really, <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> yeah, you, I am. You, I am sorry. I need you to know you're not on my fantasy team, so I didn't do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like whoever's starting on my fantasy team does terrible. So <laughs> yeah. this week I have a few players that did well. This last week I'm putting in. Pretty sure they're going to do terrible. <laughs> so. I live in this constant place of deprecation. So, um, the so the Bills uh, went into Tennessee and lost thirty-four to thirty-one on just. I think I didn't think it was going to be the best game of the week, but it was. The Bills yeah, Titans was, was the fun. best game of the week, and it was. It's not even close. That game was so amazing. Um, what's what, what's your takeaway, my friend? Um, what I thought was actually really interesting was how Josh Allen kind of started out as this like, like borderline almost bust kind of rookie quarterback. And, and now watching him in that game where he was, you know, they were getting decent penetration, getting him off of his spot and kind of shaking him up quite a bit, how well he still kept everything together and didn't screw up a bunch. You know, he, he like really kept it together. Um, did, did the right things with the with the ball. They were just straight up outplayed though um, by the uh, by the Titans. They really kind of played up to their to their competition for sure. Um, what was yours? Um, mine actually has to do with the head coach of the Titans, man. Like he is pushing the right buttons. I really like Brable, man. His clock management in the last two minutes of that game was brilliant. Was brilliant. I don't know if you noticed, but he just let the clock run. Even though, like, he could have taken a timeout and maybe gotten some, t- had some time and maybe driven the field and still won the game, um, he was letting them drive and not taking timeouts, and the clock just kept burning. And so he was like putting the pressure on them, making them think fast. And because of that, I really think that's why the Bills lost because they decided to go for it on fourth and one instead of kick the field goal. Uh huh. Um, because they were constantly just rushing, 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 and didn't have time to really do the math. Because I think that was a dumb call on uh, on Sean McDermott. Um, mm-hmm. That fourth and one, um, like I thought, you kick the field goal, you go to overtime, you know, and you do it there, all right? Because you got time and all that good stuff. And but I, I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought. The whole end of that game was, uh, you know, Titans executing properly and the Bills kind of um, just kind of screwed it, screwed it up at the end. Um, well, I mean, I mean, the Bills, like they drove all the way down. They mm-hmm. drove all the way down. I think they had a couple. They had another fourth down, didn't they? Before that one? Yeah, I think so. Um, now, that one they had to go for. But this one, like, oh, man. I, it wasn't I necessary, though. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. Hmm. So, that, I mean, that's my takeaway. Derrick Henry's a stud, too. Um, the Dolphins Did you see that play? Did you see that play where, was that Micah Hyde um, tackled um, Derrick Henry when he was, like, basically about to score a touchdown? And it was just him versus Micah Hyde. And you could see, like, Micah Hyde had, like... Was just like I, I like halfway was expecting him just to let him go by. Oh yeah, actually, no, like, I know what you're talking about. And yeah, put his head he down like and... saved the touchdown. Oh, he totally did. He he absolutely did. 
Oh, um, you know he didn't want to make that tackle. Oh, oh my God. God. Nobody on earth wanted to stand there, but he did. Oh. <laughs> he, almost, he almost died a brave man. Um, <laughs> Looking at the Dolphins versus Jaguars, I know that seems like a shocking uh, top five game to talk about, but the Dolphins versus the Jaguars. The Jaguars get their first win of the season, beating them 23 to 20. Um, Trevor Lawrence, man, uh, you see him mature. Like I, I'm, I'm, I was his biggest critic going into the season and every week he's maturing more and more and more and more. And he had a six, a 60% completion percentage this week and he's making smart decisions. Um, he's not throwing interceptions. Uh, there's a difference in the Trevor Lawrence this week, um, than it was even the week before that and the week before that and the week before that. Yeah, he, um, definitely looked a lot more confident this week than he has in past weeks um i uh i actually thought that Tua looked a lot better yeah i thought so too i thought that was shocking i was like is this the same guy like (laughs) maybe having a little time off to think about things helped him but he definitely made some big nfl throws Tua did and waddle man he had a game yeah he Uh, did 10 receptions two touchdowns Mm -hmm. i think yeah that was uh it was it was more of an interesting game than I thought it would be, to be honest. You mm-hmm. know, I, now with Miami losing to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I mean, what what do you what do we really think about Miami now? You know, I mean, we didn't think they were good before, but now are are they like the worst team in the league? No, the Lions. They didn't look like it. Yeah, the Lions kind of have to be, I think. But yeah, I th- I th- I, we're gonna get to that. But no, the Dolphins. I don't know. Like their head coach looks really fed up. Like I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, he just threw off his like uh, his mic and threw it on the ground and walked out. Mm. Like he was pretty upset when the Jaguars hit that uh, field goal. Which did you know this that that was the first time the Jaguars hit a field goal this season? Yep. Or in that no, game? No, in that game. In that not, game. Not that kick, but yeah, in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that game though. That's that's crazy. Yeah, um, I would say that the bottom five right now are, are Detroit, um, Houston, and then I, I, the Jets probably, and then the Dolphins, which if you've got the Patriots defense for fantasy, keep them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on that game? No, not really. Uh, Jim Robinson is awesome, though. Yeah, he is. I'm so – I yeah, I – I don't get to watch a lot of his games, you know, because he plays for the Jaguars. So when I watched this game, I was I was pretty impressed, you know. Um, and the more they use him, I think the better. Like I think it helps. I think it helps Trevor Lawrence. It helps the offense. It helps the Jaguars win. So I think you should only expect to see more and more play from James Robinson. But that leads us to our best play of the week. What do you got, Josh? Uh, best play of the week I have as Jamar Chase chases block for Joe Mixon while, while he's running for a touchdown. So there's a Joe Mixon was uh, racing towards the end zone, and there's going to be like you know like a kind of collision near the uh, near like the the uh, what, what is I can't think of the word for the thing that's in the corner of the end zone. The pylon. The pylon. Yeah, there's going to be like a collision there, and Jamar Chase just comes up and just wrecks. The guy. And really? Mixon I did not see that play. I'm going to have yeah. to rewatch that. Yeah. Pretty solid. What about you? Um, mine, uh, we're going back to that uh, Titans game. Uh, Julio Jones, Tannehill, 
um, threw a pass, um, and it bounced off of Micah Hyde's helmet. And Julio Jones, I don't know how he dragged his feet, but he caught the ball out of bounds, and it was forty. It was a forty-eight yard catch. Did you see that? Yeah, that was a fun play. I, that was, I was unbelievable. I I didn't I didn't think that in, if you when I was watching it in real time, I didn't think there was any way he caught that. Yeah, no, that was a that was a good play. Yeah, that that was incredible. Good job, Julio. All right, so who? What's your worst play of the week? Um, Patrick Mahomes throwing an interception while being dragged down. He just like kind of throws it up. Oh, in the I air, saw that. But, yeah, man, that was pretty terrible. egregious. That was a pretty terrible decision. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but they won the you? game. So they did. What um, about you? My worst play of the week uh, is teams that went for it on fourth down where they didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, it was I already talked about Sean Bills, McDermott yeah. and his okay. fourth and one. You know, instead of kicking the field goal, but also, dude, Brandon Staley, man. Um, last week I said it that he's super gutsy and he goes for it on fourth down. Well, this time it bit him in the butt. He went for it on fourth and one from his own 19 with, I think like eight minutes left in the third quarter. Um, and they didn't get it and it kind of sealed their feet, their fate. It sealed their feet. (laughs) Yes. It's very sticky out there on the 19 yard line. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It sealed their fate though. Um, I don't know. Did you see that? It, It was pretty pretty bad i actually didn't uh i don't recall that but yeah that's i, I that's just like a rule of thumb you don't you don't yeah. go for the, for the fourth win. Own 19 when the team the is thing. when the team's going to be in the red zone if you turn the ball over right right <laughs> this is the thing is that last week maybe i could see him do it but this week they looked so not on the same page that i was i thought it was way too risky and it was last week they probably would have gotten it this week they just weren't on the same page yeah all right, who is your king of the hill? Still the Arizona Cardinals. They're still undefeated, and they are—they put up 37 points, I think, this week, and they didn't even look that good. Like, I watched most of that game, and they didn't even look that great, and they still threw up, put up 37 points. Like, yeah, they yeah, are—they I... might be for real, for real. Like, what do you think? What do you? Who are you at? Yeah, no, um, no, you've actually brought me on to the Cardinals side. Uh, the Cardinals, <laughs> they're the only undefeated team in the NFL. And with the Cowboys kind of taking uh, a little bit of a punch from the Patriots, um, I'm putting the Cardinals up there. And you're right, they didn't, it, they didn't look amazing. Um, but that's what great teams will do is even when they're not amazing, they'll still win and they'll win big. And they beat a good Browns team. Now, granted, Kareem Hunt got injured. Nick Chubb was injured. Um, Baker Mayfield has another shoulder that's injured. Um, so, I mean, they didn't play against the top Browns team, but it was still a good Browns team, you know? Good pass rush and all that. And they, they, there was no doubt in that game. Great. So I, I would definitely say the Cardinals. Uh, how about rolling down the hill for you? Who, who's the team playing the worst in the NFL right now for you? So I kind of have to go with the Miami Dolphins now because they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars who actually looked okay playing yeah, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Like they, I mean, obviously the Dolphins defense isn't really something you should write home about, but right. they looked pretty okay against like against an NFL defense. <laughs> and um, 
and Miami, although they had their moments, they didn't look as good. And and I I don't even really consider the Lions a, an NFL team since not since like 1992. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, go. Well, obviously, I think you know mine's the Lions. Um, yeah. but it took me a while to get there because I thought they were really fighting hard the last few weeks. You know, like I was like, oh, you know what? They're staying in the game. They're playing hard, all that stuff. They're just kind of losing the games. And that happens. You know what I mean? I just thought they were the they were number five out of the bottom five instead of the worst team, the number five team. Um, but this week, man, after their coach like coming out and crying last week and um, and talking about how, how he just wants to see them win, they they look terrible. Like they lost 34-11 to the Bengals. Um, and I'm not saying the Bengals are bad. The Bengals are good. Um, but they didn't look like they had any fight in them whatsoever. So the Detroit is rolling down the hill for me. I think they're losing their mojo. And what's like, I don't know why, like that some people are, I mean, it seems like people weren't expecting the Lions to be as bad as they are. But if you look I at them last year. the Lions to be this bad. But if you look at last year, their head coach got fired. They got rid of their probably Hall of Fame quarterback, and now they have a new coach, no good players at all. So why did we think we were going to be better than we? That was, that's not, no. Um, but why did we think they were going to be better? You know, why? I, I don't know. I don't know why we thought it, but I just didn't yeah. think they were going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, I thought bringing in Jared Goff, I thought was a good move. I thought he's, he's a decent quarterback, a good bridge quarterback. Um, you know, and, but I was wrong. Like I was wrong. They they are just deplorable. They're the only, uh, they haven't won yet, right? They're still winless. Uh, I think they're the only winless team now after the Jaguars winning. Yeah. own six. Yep. Speak, speaking of teams that lost their mojo, um, my fantasy team lost its mojo. <laughs> And so we're going to go into fantasy football uh, real depression here. Um, but first, we're going to talk about our superstars. And Josh, I'm pretty sure I told you a player this week to pick on your uh, parlay. Um, and uh, he's my superstar of the week, Cooper Cup. Nine catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns, 36 points. Um, how did you do? Did you win that? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't win it, but I, I definitely made some money on You on covered it? Well, no, I, I I played him in DraftKings, and I, I won, like, oh. 50 bucks, I think. Nice. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, 36 points, Cooper Cup. I have Jalen Waddle this week because mm. he looked really good, and I think given, like, so like some of the weeks in his usage with two in, he could actually be a, a, a reasonably good fantasy option moving forward. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm ready to, like, sell, like, you know, say he's leveled up or anything, but like he definitely something definitely to start thinking about. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. My bust of the week was on my fantasy team this week. Oh no. <laughs> Devontae Smith with five points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean everybody was saying Devontae Smith was gonna have a big week this week and he got five points. Right, now I have for, to lean on him again this week in fantasy because uh, because of bye weeks. Um, but if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. So, but I've got Devontae Smith as my bust. Yeah, if if his name's not Jalen Hurts and you're not desperate, I don't think there's an eagle that should be really going into your lineup at all. 
Well, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. Except for Dallas Goddard. Sorry. Goddard definitely should be in your life. Well, yeah, especially now that Hurts is, Hertz is gone. Hertz, I know. Huge. Uh, my best player is Mike Williams. Uh, actually, you know what? My best player is the San Diego Chargers in general. They all just <laughs> they just fair. all crap the bed for everybody who played yeah, them. Yeah, Eckelar didn't look good either. Jeez. Yep. Eckelar, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. Nobody delivered. Not yeah. what you want. That's not what you want. Well, Josh, um, who's the player that you do not want me to pick up? So this week, uh, Dearness Johnson from the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Yeah, we have Nick Chubb that's probably not going to be playing on Thursday. So he's going to be the starting running back on a run-heavy team. So he is, at least all logic says, that he should be picked up and played, you know, at least in your flex spot. Um, but, you know, he's still fully Dearness Johnson, so... You know, don't like definitely temper your expectations, but I think right. he's going to touch the ball a lot. And that's, that's, you know, that's a start for fantasy, you know, now he has to do something with it, but. Well, yeah. I mean, as you know, this is kind of by apocalypse, you know, six teams on by and a lot of stars. Um, my player that I don't want my brother to pick up is Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, man, with all the wide receivers on buys, Jalen Waddle is who is is who I think we should pick up. Like I, he he looked good. He looks like he's got chemistry. Tua is starting to get a little comfortable. Um, I can't remember who they're playing this week, but I, I think they're going to be chasing um, chasing another team. Um, I'm going to double check that right now. But Jalen Waddle, I thought looked really good. What do you think of that? All right, Jalen Waddle, I'll drop. Lewis Chenault. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What do you think? No, of yeah, I, I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, I think he's gonna be probably pretty good in the board, but that's just you know hoping. That's it. We'll right. See. He plays for right. a pretty really bad team, so he does. He does, and that's the truth. Um, my player to drop this week is Ronald Jones. Um, it is not his team. They are not running him, um, and when they are, it's once in a while. Um, this is a Leonard Fournette team now. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, Robbie Anderson is mine. He mm. has been just a letdown all year, and I don't know why he's not being used. And you know, mm-hmm. maybe that'll turn around. This might be a guy you're going to pick back up at some point. But right now, dude, he's just he's useless. So just get him off your get him off your roster. Yeah, he did get a touchdown this week, but that's he. You can't. So that's it. Like, I, I don't that's all, think you could. He be... still only got like ten points. I think. You know. Like, right. Yeah, I think you only got like nine points plus that touchdown. So, yeah. All right. Well, going on to our next segment, greatest player born on this day of the year. Uh, last week was Jerry Rice. Uh, it was a little different today. Um, we don't have like the the absolute star name, but we did have a really good player um, there today. And today it's uh, Leonard Little, the uh, defensive end from the St. Louis Rams. He was a middle linebacker at uh, Tennessee and was an All-American and then decided to put on some weight and became um, really one of the elite defensive ends in the uh, the middle aughts, the early to middle aughts. Um, in 2001, he led the Rams in, with 14 and a half sacks. That's the year they lost the Super Bowl to the to the Patriots. Um, and then and he was third in the NFL. 
Um, and then he led his team in sacks six times. That's a pretty solid player. 86 sacks he ended his career with. Um, and now it's time for the always, always argumentative hub controversy. Josh, um, I think you have our hub controversy today, don't you? Yes. So hub on his podcast said that the Bears passing game is as bad as it is because everything, basically. You know, it is the quarterback's fault. It's the offensive line's fault. It's the wide receiver's fault. And it's the coaching's, coaching staff's fault as well. Otherwise, you really couldn't have, like, such a bad passing attack. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. Oh, good. And that was our hub controversy, folks. Thank you, Josh, for that. Uh, you really brought some really meat to that argument there. Um, it's a hub, our hub controversy. Um, we're, we're running out of time, so real quick, the NBA playoff or the NBA season has. Oh, oh just... wait, hold on, Dave, Dave. I forgot to mention something in the uh, fantasy depression this week. Oh, sorry. Um, as most of you saw, I believe uh, Ertz, uh, Zach Ertz, got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, in lieu of Max Williams getting hurt. And Zach Ertz has not really been all that relevant for fantasy over the past couple two years. years. Yeah, a couple yeah. years. Uh, I think with the the offense the way that they are, I think he actually might be a decent option at this point. Uh, however, the place that he vacated, like I think Dallas Goddard is going to be like the number like like the number one like tight end moving forward for the rest of the year, other than Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. So um, if he's out there on your waiver wire, you should definitely take a look um, because, you know, these switching, these switching situations um, can oftentimes lead to, mm. to much better play from uh, the players. And I, I think Zach Ertz will probably be pretty decent too. So you, so you think Zach Ertz is a pickup? I think Zach Ertz is a pickup and just see. See if they, okay. they utilize them the same way they did Max Williams because Max Williams did pretty well. Um, yeah. So, okay, all right. Well, well, Josh, uh, as rude as you were there, uh, you took up all our time. So we'll have to wait till next week to really do an in-depth look at the kickball leagues of eight of the ATL. All right, but until then, stay cynical. Bye.